Thank you for listening to this artist interview episode. If you want to hear more from The Tower, check out the rest of our Spotify page, our website, and our Instagram. Now, back to the music. Hey everybody, and welcome back to The Tower. Today I have Ravener here with me, and we're doing a little interview. And this is Carter Wells, and right now we are going to talk to each of the members and have them just introduce themselves a little bit. So let's get started. All right, so I'm Camber. I'm lead vocals. I'm Christian. I play drums. I'm Josh, lead guitar. I'm Jordan. I play bass. <laughs> awesome. It's great to meet you guys. And so let's just get started off with, with the simple questions. Let's just uh, hear a little bit about what type of music you guys play and uh, you know what kind of inspirations you guys have, like what you listened to growing up and what made you want to play this type of music. Okay, so so for our band, it is a it's a mixture. Um, I I describe it differently depending on who I'm talking to, but for us, we usually boil it down to alternative metal with some hard rock. We also do a lot of like kind of moody electronic elements. The keyboards. Yes, there's a lot of. A lot of key stuff for sure. Um, we don't always do that live, but in, in the studio and in the in the recording, yes. So it's kind of hard to narrow it down because sometimes I'll just say, "Oh, it's hard rock," but that's really not an accurate description at all, at all. Yeah. Better I mean, set. Yeah. I would describe it kind of like it's like alternative. I mean, if I had to kind of like guess, put it in detail. I mean, just put it exactly pin on it. Be like for an alternative metal kind mm-hmm. of hard yeah. rock. Undertones. Yeah, Christian undertones. <laughs> that's, that's very important to the description, yes. Uh, well, what do you guys, what were you like uh, your main influences when you were thinking of this sound um, and trying to come up with like what you guys want to record? Where are some of your influences? So, I let's, yeah, let's go down the line. So, for me, in terms of bands, my favorite bands that have like heavily influenced what we do, at least for me, is anything with Andros? Love that band, Flyleaf slash Lacey Sturm. So those are my big, my big two. Um, but also any of the like '90s alternative grunge bands, Nirvana and Soundgarden, that kind of thing. Yeah. That first. I don't know. Deftones is a band that really, really just uh, paved a big way for me as far as how I like to approach mm-hmm. it. Of course, I try to take my own, you know. So it really influences me. I take my own, you know, things from it and just kind of just morph it, I guess. I don't know. That's something that really, really, really influences me. Alice in Chains is a big one. Lately, Spirit Box has been a big influence. Yeah, we love Spirit Box. And he can speak on that, but that too. He loves Spirit Box. This is the guy that (laughs) had us on to it. (laughs) Well, my music uh, range is very eclectic. (laughs) Say I'm I'm drawn to, because I auditioned to come into this band, and when I heard the tracks for the first time, I was just drawn to it and I wanted to play it so yeah but right now I'm listening to Spirit Box Lowe's and Sleep Token I'm trying to think you're even more eclectic (laughs) (laughs) came here playing country and Americana music to play heavier (laughs) music so it's it's been an interesting transition but uh, yeah yeah, growing up I listened to a lot of a lot of heavy metal like Children of Bodom counterparts for like post hardcore and stuff so I grew up with the heavier stuff and then kind of, as I got older, 
started listening to a little bit less heavy stuff, but still love it from time to time. So I'd say my bands right now are probably Counterparts, Movements, still Children of Bodom, even though Alexi Leho passed away. But um, yeah, just still leaning towards when I come to think about like this band, I lean towards the heavier stuff. And then I try to listen to some kind of darker EDM too. Yeah, darker EDM because that's a big part of the sound. So I try to build like thoughts from it and what the sound, the darker sound would be when we try to include those uh, EDM elements to it. Yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah, I can totally see how, you know, all those different tastes uh, always come together in a band and like form in like a melting pot and form their own sounds. It's always really cool to see. Absolutely. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I think the four of us, we all come from a, you know, big broad background of influences and, you know, we do listen to a lot of the same bands, you know, maybe, you know, even in the similar, you know, um, category as us, but I mean, from R&B to country to metal to folk, anything, it's kind of like just like all these different colors just kind of morph yep. us as a four. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's a lot of different, uh, a wide array of things coming together to make one sound. Yeah. Beautifully said. All right. Uh, well, let's move on and let's talk about let's, let's talk about something a little fun. I know you guys have gone on some different to some different places uh, on tour. So, can you guys tell me what was like one of the coolest places that you guys have performed before? Milestone was awesome. I loved that place. Milestone, Milestone was fun. In, in Charlotte, North Carolina, man, that was like such yeah, a my my family surprised me and drove seven hours down from Virginia a lot of heartfelt moments and didn't didn't tell me and then just suddenly appeared at the venue so that was that was a fun show that was cool we played this yeah cool. we played uh this what, what's it called cameras strat gazers something oh grind the actual venue is called grinders uh mm. a festival called strat gazers summer jam fest that was the biggest thing that was really fun yeah, but food-wise, what was the name of this fun? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's probably the best breakfast I've had in about 10 years. Um, it was called uh, 353rd <laughs> Street. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, oh, yes, it's 325th Street in Laurel, Mississippi. Yes. We yeah. played, they have a, a small stage that we played there, but they have the best brunch yes. we've ever mm -hmm. had the next day. It was awesome. Worth the trip, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the good, the good, and then the bad. <laughs> you want us to okay. answer? I think I know what your next question is, but you go ahead. Oh no, I want you to guess at it. What do you think? I think you're gonna ask what are some horror stories. <laughs> I was. I was gonna ask what are some of the the worst places that you've played at. <laughs> Atlanta was seeming pretty oh. smooth. Okay. Atlanta, so, yeah, we go so so we had we played a really great spot down in Atlanta. I'm not I'm not let's not we're not gonna say what it is because it's it's nothing bad. Like they were awesome. It was a sold out show, all the bands were great. Just every aspect of the show was wonderful. Just packed out house. Just and we were just having the night of our lives. But then after the show was over, we went out to the van and we realized it was broken into. Oh. I know. And so it was kind of like didn't one of steal anything that was like that big of a deal. Yes, we were blessed. They didn't steal any gear for the most part. It was like an assortment of random things. It was, it was just random things that were stolen. And to be fair, like, we kind of learned our lesson. Like, there are certain cities you 
really have to be careful, like, you know? Mm-hmm. So we learned our lesson, but it was just, the, the irony of it all was like, this sold out show, and it's so awesome. It's like <laughs> the end of like a run too, so you're just like all a little loopy. And, <laughs> and then we're having to fix the, we're having to Jimmy Rig, the, uh, I think all up and then raining. I in a parking lot. It was well lit, and somebody <laughs> just broke the glass and popped the wow. Yeah. So like, yeah. everyone talked to, they're like, "Well, yeah, that that's happened. Atlanta," and mm. so we're a little naive. And and I, I personally, I played um, some like house shows down in Atlanta. I've never had any problems. But to be fair, it was all suburbs of Atlanta, so it was just, we were right. we didn't we didn't know that we needed to watch our stuff more and really just be mindful. But yeah, know that was time. we know for next time because we are going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is that's one way to end the night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, let's let's have another question here. Uh, Camber, could you tell me about like how the band came together? and what the story is behind, you know, everything with, um, I know you have some solo work, you started with some solo work and you kind of formed this band. So could you tell me about that process, like what you what you wanted to do and where you think you're going now? Yes, yeah, so Ravener, um, the, the project uh, was formed, it was mm, tail end of 2015 into 2016. I think we had our first show uh, January, of 2016 um but i was in the studio working on some new music and it was kind of a tumultuous process um just a lot of discord and everyone was in a different place where they wanted to be and it was just kind of a mess and i realized just out of that i I had a pretty clear vision of like okay i want to form a band and keep my name as a separate thing and let that have a separate place where there's a little more flexibility in what I'm doing genre wise um and so yeah so me and my ex uh we formed Ravener and we had we had a set lineup for a little while but the hardest process um over the course of several years there was just trying to get on the same page with people that wanted to be in a band I think people, they want to play and do things, but they don't really want to tour or... I don't know, I mean, it's hard work. Yeah. The grind, you're, you're, you're building a business and all these different things. Um, it can be stressful and challenging, but but yeah, I don't know. It, it, Ravener, the, the entity and the project, you know, has a darker energy than what mm-hmm. I do as a solo artist. Um, and with my solo stuff, um, when you when you have solo singer songwriter things, you can meld into all sorts of genres. With Ravner, yes, we explore different genres, but it's all under that umbrella of alternative rock and metal kind of a thing. It has a very specific right, right. Most part, um, this lineup now, the four of us, we we formed during the pandemic, and. Oh. Yeah, I know. And it was very unexpected because I had gotten to a point where I said, okay, I just, I'm going to put this on the back burner and relax for a while. And it started um, with with Christian and I. We met at a show 
um, that we were both playing. And then we kind of connected online, like on Facebook or something. And then we started um, just no labels on it, just kind of just working together, just jamming. Like, hey, I've got this idea. And oh, okay. Just collaborating. Very, very organic. And he knew about Ravener, but I told him, I said, I don't I don't know if I want to start that up again. I'm just trying to just be right now. But he was the one that kind of, like, we were playing together, and he was like, you know, I really think you should. I think we need to audition some other players and, and, uh, and kind of revive this. So then we started auditioning people, and that was kind of grueling. I wanted to put my hair out. Um, but we met... Jordan and Josh and then here we are kind of rebuilt it from the ground up so did that whole process happen over the pandemic we'll get to it which one of us is which well okay they're making fun of me so first of all I had been having conversations with dozens of players trying to get the right one so have some grace but I thought (laughs) I thought Josh came in and I thought he was a bass player and I I played too so Jordan came in first God, we loved him. And then this other guitar player came in. He was really well. He was really good. And they're like, well, we got to get, you know, there's this, well, there's this bass player coming in, so we got to give him a shot. And then, like, oh, I thought you, and then he's like, I'm playing guitar. And then Josh ended up, like, killing it. So on guitar, and then, and that's. You know, when she asked me, oh, I thought you played bass, I thought I lost the spot. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> for me but I try I, I try to pretend like none of that happened like, I didn't even know <laughs> later either after everything had been said and done it's like well Josh we, was supposed to be the original bass player but we don't here. need we don't need to talk about all that <laughs> everybody did so well in the audition the three people and uh, we're like well let's do a five piece band and the guy just kind of just, that the first guitar player moseyed out and then now Josh is the man and actually uh, I don't know that was the that's it that's yeah yeah so yeah the question i feel like i talked a lot but no i I think that was really interesting so do you do you think that the the band was kind of like a quarantine project that that started to grow and grow well i because i specifically remember i was like this is dumb to try and form a band during this time where we don't even know what venues are going to open like everything might shut down and be done forever like i like i remember in the like, back of my mind i was thinking this is so dumb what i'm doing right now but christian and i had such a chemistry and also just as friends like we were building just this this friendship and this musical connection i was like i gotta see where this goes and then we met jordan and josh and it was the same thing it was like let's just do it because because on the other side of it, it's like well, we don't know what's around the bend. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. Might as well, like, let's form this thing. And then now here we are. We were very blessed last year considering, you know, there was a couple of COVID waves. Like, we were very blessed last year, like being able to tour some. And then then we're going to go at it pretty hard this year, too. And, um, you know, I mean don't know what obstacles we might face but I mean it just kind of gets to the point it's like well you might as well try your best right yeah oh as tried as that is like enjoy the journey because you might as well 
think we were all sick of living in a bubble all the time. So, sure. yeah. I mean, honestly, God, I think if the pandemic didn't happen, like, I don't think we would have met. I don't know what I would have been doing or any of us would have been doing, but I really don't think we would have connected. I, I There's no way. Yes. You and I might have. That's true. Because Jordan and I are both singer-songwriters, so you might have played a few rounds together or something. Uh, That's about it. Yeah. I mean, I hear a lot of bands talking about, like, um, how quarantine and COVID changed the course of their bands. And it's always really interesting. It's A lot of it is just because, um, you know, like a burst of creativity, you get more time to actually do the things that you've been wanting to do. So... Maybe this band was something that you didn't want to do in the back of your mind all along. Honestly, yes. So we're very blessed. Very blessed. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, what we're what we're here for. There's a festival coming soon, Sounds from Underground, and you guys are going to be performing there on March 27th. Yep. So, how did you guys get involved with that? How did you uh, meet the organizers and decide to be part of that? Yes. So. I'm trying to remember the first time I met Cadence. He may have come out to our release show. Um, but I just met him through some of the, the Nashville events we were playing or attending. And then, not too long ago, he invited me on to a um, kind of podcast-style interview he was doing, interviewing um, people that are in bands that... Um, maybe maybe they're Christian bands or maybe they're um, Christians in bands like various levels of that so we connected on that I'm trying to remember when that was might have been in September I wish I could remember things I don't but yeah it was it was it was just through cadence and then um yeah once we hit the new year he was starting to talk about this festival and then he, he reached out to us um, so that was kind of a fun surprise so we're very excited. I mean, to, to start off our first Nashville show of, of the year at Exit Inn, like we yeah. feel very honored. Yeah, big place. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned uh, the release party. So was that the release for your new EP, the self-titled yeah. one? That was so much fun. Yeah, we did. It was so hot, but it was wonderful. Um, we, <laughs> I don't know why we were like, let's do an outdoor show in July, but for some the reason yeah <laughs> yeah we, we yeah the power went out a couple times that night um oh, well. but we did that at um uh the 404 thank you the 404 and they let us use their back patio area and it was just fun we had a lot of people come out like a lot of our friends and people who have been supporting us since like kind of rebuilding this this project yeah. band and it was a good time yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So what can you guys tell me about the, the latest EP? Yes. Yeah, so kind of talking about the pandemic again. Um, so that's been an interesting thing. So I co-collaborated with Ravener's former members, um, my my dear friends, uh, John Weiscarver and Rob Schallenberger. So the three of us um, made that EP with our producer, Colt. Colt Caproon, like we were wrapping it up right when everything shut down. Mm -hmm. That was in March 2020. And at that point, um, we had all kind of had a talk together as a band and as friends, like 
they were both going in different directions with their careers and just musically, artistically, we're like, you know what, we want to finish this record, but after this, like, we're going to kind of, you know, dis- disband gracefully. It wasn't any, nothing, you know, negative or anything like that. It was, it was three friends that are like, okay, like, you know, we're going to finish this chapter, but then move on. But it was interesting because, like I said, like, right when we finished it, um, I was going to go on the road with a couple um, hired guns. Um, for Ravener, and that's when um, the pandemic hit. So then it was like, this pandemic hit, I have this record done, what do I do with it? I don't have a band anymore. It was very, very weird. So I kind of threw my hands up in the air and was like, okay, I guess this is done now. But that's how that formed. And then um, once we formed this unit, like our first uh, project as a band was, okay, we got to learn these songs. So we can yeah. yeah, that's a cool story. Uh, interesting how it came from before the pandemic and then uh, was recorded during the pandemic. Right when it was starting. Like, I remember being yeah. a producer and I was like, are you hearing about this crazy virus? That crazy. <laughs> like, I had no idea. Little did you yeah. <laughs> little did, yeah, little did we know. All right, well, we're almost out of time, but let me just ask you guys um, one more one more question that all you can put in some feedback on. Uh, what is some of your craziest stories from the road or from a show? Anything that could have happened, yeah. I want to hear. <laughs> I've seen a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah, within this band, within this me and band. Jordan, me and Jordan have seen some. <laughs> all right, Boy. things that are appropriate. <laughs> One of y'all. The craziest thing we've ever seen in this band was a Baymont Hotel. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> we got... Baymont. We, we were, under, we were the, you know, under the assumption we'd be staying at another musician's house. We ended mm-hmm. up at this, like, run-down, like, totally... I mean, I can't even emphasize how nasty it was. <laughs> God-awful Baymont Hotel and the concierge. You be careful. They're going to sue you. <laughs> oh, never mind. No, <laughs> we couldn't understand what the, the concierge was saying. Uh, it was just like, it sounded like Boomhauer from King of the Hill. <laughs> oh my uh, god. Uh, anyhow, I do so, remember when you were talking to him, you did throw in a bing bong, and he responded oh, like yeah. nothing was oh, wrong. Oh, I didn't And he responded That was a nightmare. Uh, I ended up sleeping on uh, a pallet of dirty towels. Oh, <laughs> push two chairs together and make myself like a little crib. Oh yeah, because <laughs> that was what we were working. With. And then from, I mean, outside of this band, I mean, I've played anything from a trailer park mm-hmm. to uh, like a house show, like in a some Breaking Bad kind of looking situations. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, I mean, I don't know. I've earned my chevrons, I think. So. Sounds been, like it. In that, I played Cajun Fest one time that was pretty gnarly. <laughs> a biker bar called Hogs and Hillbillies out in the Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, dude, I've seen so many little, thing, little, little tiny little things I could go on all day about. I never recorded since or stuff. Uh, I mean, crazy stuff outside of this, just getting stuck in tornadoes in Nebraska. That's probably, that's the crazy and it happens every it happens every year we would go to being a buddy of mine who plays country 
uh, we would go to play the state fair in Nebraska, and every single year it's the same weekend, and somehow we get stuck in a tornado. <laughs> They're like two, three years Never in a row. Seen. It's scary, man. We're hiding underneath like a highway, over there, which is the worst idea, apparently. The bank is taking up my wizard eye, bicycle. Um, yeah, in, in this band, I don't know, just the time, like. Kansas City was just wild, just running around Kansas City. Well, because in Kansas right. City, we had a festival slot at 2 p.m. in the afternoon, and then they asked us to play the after party that night at 1 a.m. And granted, too, was that we had played until like 1, 2 o'clock in the yes. morning in St. Joe's, Mississippi. Yeah. Or Mississippi. We were just Missouri, exhausted. Like an hour away, we got back, we got exhausted. back at 4 a.m., got up at 7.30 a.m. Yeah. to go to the festival and stand in the hunt. It was supposed to, it was like what, a hundred degrees the whole, yeah, the yeah. whole time. It was bad. Yeah, that yeah, was, that was some wild stuff. I remember sleeping in the backstage area because I just like, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't Yeah, we were, we were running on fumes, that's for sure. Uh, what about you, Josh? My only story from this band that I can recall really well is the Four Quarters. <laughs> The, the homeless guy. So after the whole oh, shenanigans God. with our, getting our band broken into, we stop at oh, a gas station. I forgot about this. Stop at a, at the gas station to get gas. And this guy comes up to our van. He, he just asks. He asks for four quarters. <laughs> four quarters. Uh, and just yeah. So he asked for four quarters. I was politely saying sorry, sir. We we don't have any I'm sorry and then he proceeds to just go off on us <laughs> ends up calling us a cult yeah. like <laughs> who doesn't have I four quarters <laughs> y'all are cult <laughs> literally was going off on a tangent all throughout the parking lot almost got into a fight with a couple right outside the <laughs> Mind you, this is like what? It's like yeah, three in the morning in Atlanta at some random gas station, yeah. like downtown Atlanta. Uh, it's, it was Our like a window is missing, wind. and we have like a trash bag over it that's been flapping in the wind. <laughs> Just a, a Dave Chappelle uh, skit. Yeah, that's that sounds like a crazy fun. night. <laughs> Camera, you and I went inside to like get like food because yeah. we dying. Yeah, and then he kept asking us. He goes, "How many people got in there?" Y'all got four quarters? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, anyway. Oh, yeah, that's great. All right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap it up here. And we are sure looking forward to seeing you at Sounds from Underground on March 27th. Woo-hoo! Thank we're you guys for the interview. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this artist interview episode. If you want to hear more from the tower, check out the rest of our Spotify page, our website, and our Instagram. Now, back to the music.